Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Gloss, the celebrity and pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your best friends. We're your hosts, podcaster Belle Crawford and Anna Scarborough-Rawson. Hello. Morning. Looking very good today, which is a very good thing to say on a podcast when no one can actually see you, but we do have videos from this episode going up on our socials. Wasn't it a face for radio? Is that what people used to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now, every, now every, see everything. everything's filmed. It doesn't really work anymore. On the show, we're beginning a two-part deep dive into celebrity beauty brands. Which ones have been the most successful, which ones haven't, and how they work. First up, initial thoughts on celebrity beauty brands. Do we buy into them? Uh, which ones and why? Do you buy into the manner? Generally, no. Generally, I'm very sceptical of them. I think more so the more they come out. Everyone's got one. It seems like you haven't really made it today unless you've got a beauty company. Yeah. Well, skincare and beauty makeup, but we're seeing skincare now, such a thriving industry. It's no wonder that they're trying to tap into there. And I mean, every single person on social media is like, hi guys, here's my skincare routine. <laughs> here's my 95 steps <laughs> skincare routine. Yeah. I guess the beauty industry has always relied on celebrity endorsements. It used to be really common to see big celebrities be the face of a makeup company when the shift of I've made lots of money for you to I can do this myself I'm gonna make money for myself I mean Britney Spears her perfume oh my god that's like the original fantasy and the pink bottle was my going out perfume when yeah. I was um, at high school and beyond and Paris Hilton you know that yeah. I think perfumes was the first we saw of that back in the 2000s yeah and Jessica Alba too with Honest Company, I think that was 2011 that she formed that and that's done pretty well. To a certain extent, each celebrity beauty brand banks on their hype and name recognition to secure initial buzz, but whether or not their products are good are why people keep coming back and buying them. So a lot of them do seem to flop. Yeah. So you you don't buy into any. I'm a little bit the opposite. I don't buy into heaps of them, but people like Zoe Foster Blake... I oh. think yeah, I think we're the, that's the only one that I yeah go to. Everything Zoe creates, she's someone I look up to heaps uh, career wise. I think she's an incredible entrepreneur, an accidental entrepreneur. She's often been referred to, and some of her products like go to face hero, love that use it every day. One of the best selling oils on the market. I know it always wins the Mecca competition. Yeah, so we'll go through her in detail soon. And do you use TikTok much? Are you a TikTok consumer? Because I am very much loving and I'm very much in the makeup, skincare, TikTok. And I think that's had a huge, not resurgence, but a lot of us, we're seeing products on there. As soon as it gets hyped up, 
it's sold out everywhere. So that's a huge factor at the moment as well. But I'm loving, I love, I've learned so many tricks and found out about so many good products because of TikTok. Yeah, I've learned some good cleaning hacks on TikTok lately. I'm not a huge TikToker, but I, they pop up on Instagram anyway. We're going to go through some of the big players in the space soon, and we'll find out more about how their businesses, their setups work. But Anna, you've come across info of how celebrities, beauty brands are set up. What are the different ways that it's done? Yeah, there are a few different arrangements how these beauty brands are formed, but most people unaware that it's only a handful of companies that have built most of the celebrity lines that we see today. These brand factories, they're actually known as incubators in the industry and they specialise in creating several labels at one time and producing them really fast. They are developed either like with a celebrity in mind or they're sort of created and then they find a person that fits it so sometimes when these brands are made they're not actually made by the celebrity they're made by an incubator but they're quite smart because they know that by identifying celebrities who they perceive as being entrepreneurial and being passionate about that area and beauty that they can save a lot of money on marketing because they've got such a wide fan base that they can push it to so they can spend that money on production and advertising and branding and all that sort of thing so it's a smart money making machine which I guess is the whole point of this Um, there's also another way so if you've got a lot of money you could contract an incubator yourself and you could go straight to the manufacturer and ask them to make the products Some celebrities do do this and they work with the incubators, they develop their brands, but they still rely on everything from ideation to manufacturing to marketing. So celebrities themselves offer creative ideas, like that looks pretty, testing and photos and then pushing it out. But then there are some that do build their brand from scratch, like Cora with Miranda Kerr, Selena Gomez's team at Rare Beauty. They built that from the ground up and they actually went and got executives from NYX and Hourglass. Yeah, super interesting. Do you think, and I know that skincare, such a booming industry, billion dollar, like, and especially during you know, COVID lockdown, skincare boomed even more because everyone was at home. Everyone wanted to pamper themselves. Self-care, skincare is such a massive thing these days. Huge trend. Everyone uses it multiple times a day, right? Do we need more skincare lines? Because I love skincare. Don't get me wrong. But do we need them? Do you think it's like over cluttering the space, bad for the environment? Like, do you think it's just a, for some people, yes, they're passionate. But do you think sometimes it's just a, a cash grab and it's not something long-term they're wanting to do? Yeah, I honestly think it's a really oversaturated market. There's a lot better ways that they could use their influence. But also in saying that, like, you can see if you are really passionate about it and they can make money from it. Like, if they're making someone else money, why not make themselves money? So I see both sides of it. I also have quite an issue with, especially the skincare lines, celebrities that have got, you know, access to the most expensive facials, the most expensive treatments, quite often have a bit of a nip and tuck, filler, Botox, all that sort of stuff, and like no 
shame in it, but quite a lot of them are quite guarded about it. And you see them with their perfect skin and they're promoting their product, saying this is what like implying this is what I use, and this is only what I use, and they want you to think that by using this you look a little bit like them. There are so many, and today we're going to focus on the big ones. Most recently, Hailey Bieber, who has started Road Beauty. Now, Hailey has millions of people copying her outfits, Pinterest boards with her looks providing inspo, makeup, and most recently, her glazed donut nails are trending. Um, I have them myself at the moment. I'm obsessed. Hailey Bieber this year launched Road Beauty. Now, Road is Hailey's middle name. She's 25. She's modeled in major ads for the likes of Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger, and is one of the most followed people online. She's got a massive platform, 46 million on Instagram, 1.77 million subscribers on YouTube, plus millions across TikTok. And Justin Bieber's wife. Yeah. And so, I mean, fair enough, if you're going to have people copying everything you're doing, you should monetize that because other brands will be monetizing. They already are monetizing what she's doing. Yeah, so she started up Road Beauty and there's a note I found on their website. It says, a note from our founder. My journey towards healthier skin inspired me to develop products that really work in a way that's accessible to everyone. Road is dedicated to making products based on science and great formulation, simplifying many of the mysteries and complex narratives behind skincare. We do have this clip to play from Haley's YouTube talking about the creation of Road. This is my morning skincare routine before I go to the gym. It just makes my brain explode and I feel so happy when I've done my skincare routine for the evening right before I go to bed and I'm just dewy and scrumptious and I love the idea of your skin just looking like you want to take a bite out of it. The brand launched with five products, so quite a minimal range, but they've come in at a really affordable price point. Everyone is under $30 American. So I think she's really targeting like her demographic, which is really the teenagers to sort of our age, like copying her stuff. So it's, I think it's really smart for her to not go so like high end. I think you've got some info on this too. She's come under a bit of fire because she maybe jumped the gun a little bit in like a rush to launch that she's come under fire and got a lawsuit against her now. Yeah, so she's actually facing a trademark lawsuit and has been sued by a fashion brand with the same name. They're called Road as well. The plot actually thickens. The Road Fashion co-founder's legal rep has also revealed that Hayley tried to buy Mm. the trademark back in 2018, but they refused. Going by her influence in the fashion space, I would say it's highly likely she plans to move into monetizing this and creating her own fashion lines or accessories at least as well. That would be a smart move for her in her business, given her influence and how everyone's already copying her style anyway. Um, You're right. That's actually already what she's done. She has already applied for the trademark road under clothing. So that is what they're saying. It's not necessarily the skincare line that is hurting them, but the threat of her going into fashion. And the fact that she tried to buy them back then, she also tried to buy Bieber Beauty, but that was trademarked by her own husband, so she couldn't do that. <laughs> you think she could just check with him over dinner? Hey, hun, did yeah. you trademark this? No. I also think like she it was handled the wrong way like by her PR people. If she had launched and explained, this is my middle name, it's my mother's middle name, which she has done, but sort of like as damage control with it launching and then this lawsuit coming out and then it coming out that she tried to buy it. It just looks kind of 
like a little bit shady. I actually feel sorry for the other clothing brand because they've worked for nine years to build up this brand. They've turned it and they've made it really successful yeah. going by the research we've done. Like they, like they seem really nice they, and they said, we don't want to sue Hayley, we want to celebrate her as fellow women entrepreneurs, we wish her every success. Hayley could choose any name for her brand of skincare. We have only the name Road that we've built. That's why we didn't sell her our brand when she asked four years ago and why we ask her now to change her skincare lines brand. Her using our brand is hurting our company, our employees, our customers and our partners. I mean, she could have picked another name. It's just her middle name. Yeah, I understand maybe wanting, you know, to have your name in it, but why don't you call it Haley or something, you know? Like, you've got other names to choose from. And there's a million Haley's, so <laughs> you can't say that's a trademark name. Also, do you think it screams, when I first heard about this lawsuit when she'd launched, do you think it screams, I'm rich enough, I can probably pay to make this problem go away? Yeah, and they do think they will win. Like a judge ruled that she could go ahead and sell the products, but that is going to trial and they're really confident they will win. I did have a little lull when I read a quote from her, um, from Hayley Bieber, which she said, I'm not going to shove things down your throat and say buy this because I'm a celebrity. When like, I was like, isn't that kind of exactly what you're doing? Like you're banking on the fact that people want to look like you and using this product maybe more hopefully make us like look a little bit like you because you use it too so mm. I think the thing with Haley though is she's always been in that lifestyle aspirational kind of space that everything she's using everyone will go out and use as well so from that business mindset I think good on her in a way because totally. she should make money rather than giving it to some other business I would I would definitely do the same if I were her yeah it was did you see it was quite funny too she was having a chat to Gwyneth Paltrow on her YouTube, I guess, like, series called Who's in My Bathroom? And she was talking about, it was, like, promoting her new skincare line and talking about it. And she said that um, this one is my um, peptide glazing fluid. And Paltrow was like, glazing fluid? What are you glazing? So she thought the glazing sounded quite sexual. Yeah. Keep your mind out of the gutter, Gwyneth. Yeah. Here's an excerpt of that chat from Hayley's YouTube. And then I thought like glazed donut sounded like sex. Like a sex thing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's this new position everybody's getting into? The glazed donut. <laughs> what have you found in terms of how the products have been received? Obviously, they sold out really quickly. They're making more. Her fan base is there. Everyone wants to look and do anything that Hailey Bieber does. What have you found has been the response and are the products actually good? Like quite mixed reviews. I've heard a few reviews that the moisturiser wasn't enough for like more mature skin or if you had dry skin it wasn't moisturising enough. The lip one apparently is quite good. The glazing one, I read that it says you need two to three pumps but if you want to look like she does glazed you need like a few more pumps so... (laughs) Because she does look very... Glazed donut. It's, glazed a, it's donut. a look. It's yeah. a look. It so a look. I think you need a few more pumps. But overall, it's been mostly positive. Skincare is in makeup a special interest of mine. I think working in that beauty space as a creator and just it's just something I've always been fascinated with. And, and as from a journalism background, I did used to think I wanted to get into that space maybe in magazines, which a lot of us grew up with. But I get really nerdy at looking at the actual ingredients mm. And seeing the, you know, if it's like something's retinol and if it's a tiny bit of retinol, like... Where it ranks on the list of ingredients. Yeah, it's like, don't, I don't know, each to their own and I guess it's different price points. But personally, I wouldn't 
muck around with that stuff. There's far better uh, products on the market which are more affordable. I mean, you can look at brands like La Roche-Posay, for example. There's heaps of brands out there that offer you better strengths, but then a celebrity will come along and be like, hey, use this product with all these peptides. And I haven't actually had a look at the back of the bottles to see the actual percentage of peptides because that's where I would... I guess having a bit more knowledge about skincare and what actually works and and looking at those ingredients, I would be able to make my call a bit more. But I guess if you just want to look like Hayley Bieber, you want to buy her stuff, then of course you'd you'd buy it. I mean, take it's like me and Zoe, take our money, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just really sceptical of skincare in general. I mean, I'm like you. I have a real interest in it probably because for like years and years I've just really struggled with hormonal acne throughout my pregnancies I had awful awful um, skin and it makes you feel shit about yourself so I've always been really really careful about what I put on my mm. face whether it's makeup or skincare the risk with her line it's only got five products at the moment and I'm sure it will be expanded but she's got one moisturizer and everyone has got such different skin not telling me that she's got all that money and those are the only products she uses on her face. Mm, yeah, there was always that age-old saying as well with a lot of celebrities or whatever, and, you know, when they come out on hair shampoo ads or whatever, and it's like, she definitely didn't wash her hair with that shampoo, like with some supermarket brand. Like, she's definitely gone to the salon. And even recently, have you seen um, Jennifer Aniston has her own brand? And there was... I, yeah, I saw She that. wasn't even like, I don't know, it's another, again, another tangent, another story for another time, but she wasn't even putting it in her hair properly, like the way she was using it. It's like, girl. So you actually use your product. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just really sceptical yeah. of skincare in general. Still to come, we look into none other than Rihanna's Fenty Beauty. Why has it been such a success story? And which beauty giant has been involved? This may surprise you. Plus, Zoe Foster-Blake, adored by many, we look into go-to skincare. How did it become so successful? And yes, we're obsessed with those pretty peachy bottles too. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now we're focusing on Rihanna, a total boss in the space with Fenty Beauty. Now her fans pester her for a new album all the time, but Rihanna has been busy creating an empire and making bank. She is now the richest woman in music and also second richest woman in entertainment behind Oprah Winfrey with a net worth of $1.7 billion, mostly because of her success with her businesses Fenty Beauty, Fenty Skin and lingerie line Savage by Fenty. Now, Rihanna's real name is Robin Rihanna Fenty. That's where the Fenty comes into it. And she started her business ventures with Fenty in 2017 with an aim of creating a cosmetics company that made women everywhere feel included. It launched in Sephora after the success of her extended collaboration with MAC, which started in 2013. It's confusing, but Fenty is pretty much the love child of Sephora's parent company, which is called LVMH, 
and it's a beauty incubator arm of its company called Kendo. So Kendo also produces Marc Jacobs Beauty and a couple other ones. Basically, Sephora had a baby with Kendo and it's called Fenty. Mm. Rihanna is understood to own 50% of this business with the world's second richest person, Bernard Anault, who yeah owns the French luxury goods company. So I think good on her that for a 50-50 split because that way she's at least making a good amount of money but smart partnering with someone who is already a giant in the space. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even their motto, we are beauty for all, which like doesn't sound groundbreaking, but it kind of was because in 2017, and like this still is, Benefit's motto, laughter is the best cosmetic. Urban Decay's motto is pretty different. Uh, Tarte, high performance natural. Morph, blend the rules. So like you've got these very wishy-washy, like what do they even mean mottos? And then her one is just really implying that these other brands are not for everyone. It was revolutionary and it's wild to think that even in 2017, a lot of people couldn't find their shade of foundation in a Mm -hmm. shop and still can't at a lot of places so her shade availability was revolutionary and changed the makeup game there's 50 different shades including harder to find shades for women of color uh, and they're modeled by a diverse group of people which you know you're seeing a lot of now but Rihanna was really passionate in the space and being a woman of color herself I think her fans really trusted her with that it gives her credibility too it launched with 40 shades of foundation and has since expanded to 50 which is boundary breaking for a makeup brand from launch date the darkest shades of the foundations were all sold out everywhere like you could not buy anywhere when they were praised for launching with 40 shades there was a lot of kickback from other brands that were saying you know like we've had 40 makeup forever we're quick to put in make an instagram post saying we've had 40 shades and rihanna commented yeah still ashy though and then quickly deleted it (laughs) so like she actually commented on it which I thought was quite funny but they made a hundred million dollars in their first 40 days by 2019 the brand was worth three billion dollars so in two years it was worth three billion dollars it's just really taken off and she hasn't also been the first woman of color to make foundations for women of color Uh, One of the original supermodels, Aman, she did it quite a while back. But she didn't have, I guess, the star power, the social media to really, like, propel it into what Fenty has. Yeah, looking at Rihanna's stats, she does have a massive platform, which is super helpful, and people trust her and love her. She is one of the most followed people on Twitter with 106 million followers, 5.6 million on TikTok, not to mention Fenty Beauty with a huge social media following as well and as you talked about the success financially of Fenty Beauty within its first year it was such a huge success it brought in 550 million dollars in revenue ahead of other celebrity founder brands like Kylie Jenner's Kylie Cosmetics which I thought was pretty impressive considering the hype Kylie has had over these years and we will talk about Kylie in part two of this series. Fenty is available online and at Sephora stores, which of course is a half owner of the company. So that is also genius because the company would make even more money without Sephora, you know, same with setups at the likes of Mecca taking cuts of their... They don't have to have a storefront Yeah, they own it. Super smart. And you had some info about uh, Fenty Skin as well, which is her skincare line she launched. Yeah, um, when that was launched in 2020, there was a bit of concern because all of her products are fragranced. 
and usually that's like a no-no when it comes to sensitive skin especially and a lot of people were concerned it would irritate that but Rihanna reassured them she said we never use more than one percent of a synthetic fragrance and if they ever do she added you will know and I won't hide it do you like fragrance skincares no, I'm like you. I have very reactive skin, so yeah. I have to be very careful. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us stick to our old trusted favorites for a really long time because they work. Um, but I, d- I definitely get shiny object syndrome, and I get sent a lot of products to try. I've got to be a little bit careful, especially depending on your skin. But my skin, I literally will get stingy rashes and stuff if I use yeah. <laughs> things that I probably shouldn't be on my skin. It's quite interesting as well with Rihanna. She's recently filed a trademark for Fenty Hair, you may have seen. Uh, it's thought the line could include accessories, extensions, wigs, hairbrushes, curlers. So just another massive money-making arm to that already huge empire. So that's pretty cool. That's so smart, like seeing how popular and what a huge success the darker skin tone products have been. Like why would you not tap into hair products for that same market? Mm. I think the thing with Fenty is she picked a space, and this is what often happens really well if something goes off. She picked a space that needed catering, people who needed to be better serviced, and Even now, I mean, Fenty Beauty, great. It's awesome that it does cater for women, people who could not find their shade before 2017, which is still wild to me. But also at the same time, it is quite expensive. So it kind of brings into that another sort of way of accessibility. I understand that she's allowed to charge that much, especially like a lot of foundations, NARS, you know, Charlotte Tilbury, all of that kind of, yeah, they're all kind of at that price point and above. But, you know, it does bring into the fact of other beauty brands. I know since then, a lot of them have done a little bit better in expanding out their shade offering, but it is a little bit unfair that people would have to spend that much money to be able to find their shade in makeup when they should be able to find it in a drugstore sort of equivalent. Yeah, totally. You're absolutely right with why she's been so successful. She found an area and she found her target market and she's just absolutely done all the right things to service that market. And one of the main things that she did though was she changed the accessibility of the darker shades for people of colour. For them being able to walk into a Sephora and find one was like revolutionary. Mm. But I agree that it's really unfair that they should have only got the option of paying that really pricey foundation. Another big hitter in the space we're moving on to now is Zoe Foster-Blake, the founder of GoTo. Now, Zoe has a background as a beauty editor in magazines. She's got a special interest in beauty and skincare. And as an entrepreneur, it made sense for her to create her skincare line. Now, side note, I am a huge fan of Zoe. I've tried to interview her many times. She is quite shy and super busy, but I've heard in interviews how it was sort of expected she would move into editor space because beauty editors in magazines would often move into that role, but she didn't want to do that. She had such a special interest and passion for beauty that that was the next line she wanted to follow, which was super brave when, you know, you're in a system like, you're this, now you're this. She sort of said no to doing that and I think it's definitely paid off for her. Yeah I really like all her products too. She's probably the only person that we've touched on today with skincare that I would try and I do use. 
I think she totally nailed it. She knew her demographic. You know, she worked for Harper's Bazaar and Cosmo. She was also one of the OG beauty bloggers. She had, what was it called? It was called um, Fruity Beauty. Yeah. She also wrote a book on the basics of beauty called um, Amazing Her Faith. So she was always talking to people. She was answering their questions. She knew what they were struggling with and she was feeling like people were just getting more and more frustrated with how complicated skincare was and how complex it was and she saw a market to simplify it and she's nailed it. Mm. So it launched in 2014 with an aim like Anna said to make it less complicated and in eight years the once small startup is now a beauty empire worth $177 million. That is such an incredible success story. Yeah, it was established originally as a direct-to-consumer brand. It's developed such a loyal fan following that they're all repeat customers like it wasn't originally in shops. So that was one of the things I was reading about when someone asked her products that she wouldn't touch, like ingredients that she wouldn't put in her products. And she said there are so many. And because they were a direct-to-consumer, they were mailing things out. People weren't having the opportunity to try things and shop and see if it reacted. So they were just staying away from anything that might cause sensitive skin to react. But she said it was surprising that by taking all that stuff out, you actually created really amazing products and everyone is repeat customers Mm, I've lost count of the number of face heroes I've bought the beauty oil which I know you use as well I've probably bought 10 plus of them now and they last a really long time and they are full of you read the ingredients full of really good oils now this is the thing with Zoe she has that background she knew what worked what didn't from her own experiences she already had that fan base she was talking to them she's really witty too and her marketing is really punny and it's cute peach and it's quite simple. I think she's become that person that everyone wants to be best friends with. That's the kind of vibe I get. Anything she releases, I'm like, oh, here we go. There's more money coming out of my bank account. (laughs) Yeah, some of the face masks are really good, actually. That's probably the best clay mask I've used. Uh, The the removalist, it's not, you know how clay masks can be super drying and a lot of fragrances, but this one doesn't make your skin feel super dry. And the other mask, side note, skincare nerd getting on here is really good as well she's also really smart in setting up grow to for kids very cool looking packaging that would make kids want to be in the bath and also bro to for men yeah and again clever marketing like bro to go to last year was a big moment in go to's history she sold 50.1 percent of go to skincare to the ASX-listed skincare business, BMX, for $89 million. That is so much money. Yeah, that's so much money she sold it for. The company that bought it, they also own the brand Sukin. She said that she just wanted a business partner. She wasn't actually after a cash injection. She was really wanting to have some heads around the table that she could talk to to launch it more internationally because it's only online overseas. So... That was her intention in that deal. And the essence of the deal was made. The shares for this company, for BMX, the share was selling at $5 last year when this deal was made. And as of yesterday, a share for this company has dropped down to $0.71. Cents. So it's just plummeted. The head CEO of this company, he has lost his job and half people are blaming him and then other people are blaming the economy and the rise of inflation. There's so many reasons why their shares have 
plummeted, but this was already seen to be quite expensive deal. And also to make things worse, they are now going to have to sell off companies that are underperforming because they've got to pay Zoe in installments like it wasn't just like here's 89 million dollars also in 2024 so in a couple years she has the option to sell the rest of it to them it's a double-edged sword for them because either they've paid too much for this company and that would be confirmed or it's going to be worth even more and they're still struggling and how are they going to pay even more for it so Mm. it'll be interesting to watch it so overall, our thoughts on GoTo and how Zoe started it, very smart. She did have some other business partners which helped her in the get-go because like she's admitted she is a creative, she wasn't really into the business side of things, she's called herself an accidental entrepreneur, but that's often how it happens. I think she is extremely hands-on, you know, a lot of these celebrity makeup, beauty brands. There was a picture the other day that like blew up because it was Kylie oh, Jenner in um, a lab and saying that she's creating some new magic for us and there was like a an actual chemist that was like what are you no hair net no like all the safety stuff and she's like it's just for a shoot and he's like that machine is a million dollars and yeah and then she was accused of gaslighting her fans I think with the go-to it might be generational too because I know of younger females in their earlier 20s who used the go-to, loved the go-to, don't know who Zoe Foster Blake is. I know, it blows my mind. I'm like, how can you not know? But then it's because it's, we're a little bit it's older. because yeah. we're a little bit older. And then like you'll say, do you know Hamish and Andy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so they know because she's married to Hamish Blake. Yeah, and it's really cool for Zoe as well because, you know, he's very successful, she's very successful, but it's super cool to see her on her own right being super successful and probably she's out banking him every day of the week. Definitely. Like, and they moved to Sydney from Melbourne where she's from so that she could be closer to her business and everything like that. And a lot of people, who follow her and him as a couple they're very goals their kids super cute they do all the cake things they seem quite humble and yeah. I think like every every day kind of people whereas I think a lot of the other celebrity brands just seem so like perfect and unattainable and you'll never ever be like that next week we'll have part two of our deep dive into celebrity beauty brands we're going to look at the likes of Kylie Jenner's Kylie Cosmetics and Selena Gomez's Rare Beauty and more That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all your info, Anna. I really enjoyed learning some some stuff, especially about like stock exchange info. That was good. Don't buy shares in BMX, what we've learned today, perhaps. Probably totally wrong. My husband, if he listens to this, he'll probably just be like, (laughs) cock that up. Hey, look, any financial advice, disclaimer, yeah, uh, go to a professional. (laughs) We do not give out financial advice on this podcast. New podcast launching (laughs) next week. Yeah, Financial Times or something, let's probably trademark. That is all we've got time for. Please make sure you subscribe on your podcast app now. Turn on automatic downloads. This is such a helpful way to support us as a new podcast by subscribing. Share the link with your friends, people you think who might enjoy listening as well. Leave us a five-star rating and write us a kind review. You can also find us and follow at Gloss the Podcast on Instagram. We'll catch you next week. Adios. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.